Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. As we are one week away from our legacy offering that we're going to do together, I thought it would be cool for us to look at the very first offering in the Bible. In fact, if you're taking notes, the title of today's message is just that, the first offering. That's what I want to talk to you about over the next few minutes, the first offering. And we're going to start by reading in Genesis chapter four, starting in verse two, it says, when they, by the way, they is Cain and Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift or an offering to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift or an offering, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. And the Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door. And here's what sin wants to do, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. So in these six verses, we see the very first offering in the Bible. And we also see three main characters in these six verses. We see two brothers, Cain and Abel. These were the sons of Adam and Eve, and they were the very first siblings in the Bible. And then we also, we see God. So three main characters, Cain, Abel, and God. And today, I think we can learn something from all three. So I have three points. And here's number one, is that God doesn't need my giving. Just ask Cain. God doesn't need my offering. Just ask Cain. You see this in Genesis chapter four and three and five. It says, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. Here's what I want you to remember. And this is what kind of blew me away when, the more I thought about it. Like, I want you to remember that this was the very first offering ever recorded in the Bible. So think about it. This was before Abel. Cain was the very first person to give an offering, to give a gift to God. And God was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need that. I'm good. You, like, nah, I'm good. See, up until this point, nobody had given God anything, yet God lacked nothing. Nothing. And this points to this truth that we've been talking about our whole series. And the fact that we have hit this over and over again over the last few weeks is that God owns it all. God owns it all. Like he is the owner and we are the stewards. Like all we're doing is taking care of what's his. That's what we do is that we do that. In fact, in Psalm 24, verse one, it says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, that the world and all its people belong to him. So thank you, Cain, for giving me what already is mine. See, God doesn't need my giving, my offering, just ask Cain. 
And so maybe in a message like this or a series like this, like I get it. Like in maybe like in a message like this, in a series like this, like you're natural lean and you tend to think like, you know, God only wants my money. Like that's it. Like God only wants my money. And just respectfully, let me just say, no, he does not. He doesn't. Like there's no recession in heaven. Like there's no inflation that he can't control like in heaven. Like, trust me, he's doing just fine. And so maybe your response to that is like, yeah, maybe God doesn't need my money, but you do. Like you need my money to build your church. Now, I never want to be mean. I never want to be argumentative. That, that's not my style. I, I like to try to be life-giving. But I also like to be clear. In fact, I think it's the greatest gift I can ever give you is clarity. Is that like a lot of people want big vision. I, and I'm all about big vision, but I also want to give you clear vision. And so let me just be clear. Um, about that. One, this is not my church. This is Jesus's church. Make no mistake about it. This is not my church. This is not Brian Cromer's church. This is Jesus's church. And then two, he doesn't need your money to build his church. Trust me, Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus himself, he says, I will build my church. That is a promise straight from the word of God. You notice that the church is his and that he will build it and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Oh, and by the way, number three, it's not even your money, it's God's. So, Like, God doesn't need my offering. Just ask Cain. Here's number two. Second thing I see is that God is looking at my heart. Just ask Abel. God is looking at my heart. Just ask Abel. In Genesis 4, 4, it says, my giving reveals my heart. Just ask Abel. Genesis 4, 4 says, Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. And the Lord accepted Abel and his gift. So when I look at these verses, I see that Cain and Abel, they both give offerings to God. They both give something to God, but God only accepts Abel's offering, not Cain's. And my question is why? Like, what is the big difference? What's the difference between what Cain gave and what Abel gave? Was it because of what they gave? Like, was God just like way more in the mood for meat than he was for like vegetables? He's a big lamb guy. Like he was just in the mood for some lamb chops. And so he was just fired up that he got some lambs. Like, no, was it, was it because of what they gave? Was it because of how much they gave? Like, did did Abel somehow give way more than Cain? I mean, I don't see that when it's in there. I see, I don't think it has to do with what they gave or how much they gave. I think it had to do with the conditions of their hearts when they gave. I think that was the difference. Because if you look closely at the text, it says, don't miss this. It says that Cain, he gave some, but Abel gave the best. 
And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse four, it talks about this moment. And it says that it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. That it was by faith, that the faith is what separated it more than anything else. And Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead. Talk about some legacy. It says he still speaks to us by his example of faith. And if you know the story, like Cain goes on to kill Abel out of jealousy. And, and like what, what, what Abel would say is like, Hey, you thought that you were silencing me by killing me, but no, my giving and my generosity leaves a legacy far later than what my life is. For the fact in 2021, we're still talking about it. It left a legacy. His offering left a legacy. And that had everything to do with the condition of his heart. See, I'm convinced now more than ever, especially after the last month of diving into what God's word says about this, that being generous, it has nothing to do with your money and everything to do with your heart. I believe that with all my heart, that giving is like a magnifying glass into your heart. Like it reveals where your heart truly is. And that's why, and this is why we keep communicating this principle from Matthew chapter six, verse 21, where Jesus, where he says, for where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And he says this principle that like it's your, your giving is like this magnifying glass. It reveals where your heart is. He says, you want to know where somebody's heart is? Like it's not due to like how good you are at Bible reading. That if you want to know somebody's heart, don't check their, their, their church attendance. Like it's, it's not how spiritual your Bible can look. Like if you look at mine, man, I write all up in my Bible. Like if you, if you didn't know me, you saw my Bible, you'd be like, oh, he's so spiritual. Because look at all the underlines and the highlights and the words in the margin. But, you know, Jesus says, hey, this doesn't show my heart. My giving does. And so it's so important to understand that like you want to know somebody's heart, look at their giving. Why? Because giving reveals your heart. So when you look at this story and you see the gifts between the two people, like Abel didn't give his leftovers. He didn't give like the janky, bobo, malnourished, three-legged lamb with a lazy eye. Like he didn't do that. Like he didn't give what was just easy or comfortable or convenient. No, it says that he intentionally went and he found the best. That he found the, the, the first to give to God. And that revealed his heart. Like it revealed, like his giving, it revealed that God was first in his life. His giving revealed that his heart was to give God his very best. See, Cain, he gave some but Abel gave the best. So here's my question. If God wants us to give the best, what is the best? Now, the, let me just clarify this. The best is not all. So somebody needs to say amen to that right there. It's like, because if you look like Abel didn't give all, but it says he gave his best. And here's what you got to get today. Here's my burden for this message. Here's the number. If you could walk away with one thing today, it's this. Like God wants your best. And here's the best. The best is whatever God tells you to give. That's the best. The best is whatever God tells you to give. The best is about being obedient. 
The best is about being close enough to God relationally that you can recognize his voice over all the competing loud voices in the world and just simply have the courage to do whatever he tells you to do. See, listen, like putting money in a bucket next week when it passes by you, like giving online, it will not change your life. But let me tell you what will change your life, hearing God's voice and simply having the courage to do whatever he tells you to do and obeying him. That's why we've encouraged you leading up to this legacy offering next Sunday. That's, that's why we just keep telling you. That's why we told you so far in advance, because all we want to encourage you to do is to pray, hear God and obey. That's it. And by the way, it's not just with that. It's with everything is to pray, hear God, and obey because we believe this principle. And it goes back to what this series is all about. And write this down. Here's the principle that it points to, that obedience always leads to blessing. It does. So you want to give God your best. Like, just do what he tells you to do. It's all about obedience. And obedience always leads to blessing. See, God doesn't need my giving. Just ask Cain. My giving... It reveals my heart, just ask Abel. And then here's the third, number three. I cannot separate myself from my giving, just ask God. We see this in verse four and five, it says the Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. Notice that it didn't say that he just accepted Abel's gift and didn't accept Cain's gift. It says that he accepted Abel and his gift and that he did not accept Cain and his gift. Because it points to this truth that I cannot separate myself from my giving. Let me put it this way, is that my life and my giving are connected. They go hand in hand because remember that giving it's not about money. It's about the heart. And that's what we've talked about in this series, Beyond Blessed, is that we've never talked for one second. Being blessed has nothing to do with materialism. It has nothing to do with how much money is in your account. Being blessed means I have God's power working for me. That's what that means. That we're talking about living a blessed life, not having a blessed wallet. And what we're talking about is like, because giving, it goes hand in hand with what's in your heart. So you cannot separate yourself from your giving. It'd be like saying you separate yourself from your heart. And nobody knows this better than God. See, one of the things I love most about God is that he always leads by example, that he never asks us to do something that he's not willing to do himself. Because the truth is, like when it comes to this area, he could pull the God card and just say, give. And you're like, why? Because I said so, because I am God, so give. Like he could pull the God card, but that's not what he does because before he ever asks us to give, you know what he does? He gives. That's because he always leads by example. He always goes first. That's who he is. That's his nature. That's his character. That before we ever love, 
God loved first. Before we ever serve, God served first. Before we ever sacrifice, God sacrificed first. And before we ever give, he gives first. That's why John 3, 16 is so powerful. And I know we hear this verse a lot, but listen to it fresh today because it says, for God so loved the world, you, us, that he so loved us that he gave. And by the way, those two things always go hand in hand. That when you love, you do what people who are in love do. You give. By the way, if you're single in here, especially, hey, ladies, if he says, I love you, but all he wants is to take from you, he does not love you. Because love and give go hand in hand. Because how do you know that you love God? We give. Better. How do you know that God loves you? He gave. For God so loved us that he gave, but he just didn't give his leftovers. He just didn't give what was easy or comfortable or convenient. No, just like he wants us to do. He gave his best. He gave his one and only son. He loved us so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And by the way, he did that. Here's what blows me away. Just for the chance that you would say yes to him. He did that just for the chance to have a relationship with you. And now, as a result of what he has given, we now have the opportunity and the honor and the privilege to give in response to what he has already given to us. But church, may we never forget, we can be generous, we can give, we can tithe, we can do all those things. We can participate in next week's legacy offering. But Queen City Church, may we never forget that we can never outgive God, ever. We cannot outgive God. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And God, I thank you for today. And I thank you for your word. And thank you for speaking to us today. God, I believe that you're speaking to hearts right now. I believe that you are here. I believe that you are speaking to people right here in this room, that you are speaking to people that are watching online right now. And God, right now in, in preparation for next week, God, we open up our mind, our lives, our heart to you. And God, I, I just ask, would you speak to us about how you want us to participate next week? And God, I, I pray that you remove any guilt, you remove any bit of pressure because God, we just wanna give you our best because you've already given your best. And so would you speak to us about how you want us to participate? And just right now where you're at, we do this every week, but before we leave today, will you just pray this prayer right where you're at? Will you just say, God, what are you saying to me today? Ask him, what are you speaking to me? Ask him this, like, what does my response need to be to this message? Ask him for a next step, something practical. And maybe your next step 
has to do with something in the, in the kind of the avenue of giving. But maybe for you, your next step has nothing to do with giving. Like your step is not to give, but to receive. Because we talked about that gift that God gave you, but maybe you've never received that gift. And we wanna give you that opportunity to receive Jesus, his love, his grace, his forgiveness. And maybe you're here and right now you feel so far from God, like you don't have a relationship with him. And that seems so foreign and so distant. Maybe you've never had that, or maybe you're here and you have at one point, but you've went off and you've done your own thing. And now you just feel a million miles away from God. And we want to, before we end our service, we wanna give you the opportunity to make what we believe is the most important decision of your life, the decision to follow Jesus. And we're not gonna point you out or embarrass you. We're not gonna make you come forward, nothing like that. All I wanna do is I wanna lead you in a simple prayer. And if you're here and you know, man, this is my response today. I need to get right with God. I need a fresh start. Maybe it's for the very first time or it's all over again. And if you're here and that's you on the count of three, I want you to boldly put your hand up in the air with every eye closed and head bowed. This is a private moment between you and God to lift your hand in full surrender and say, God, I give you my life. And if you're here and that's your decision and you know, and you just say, include me in that prayer on the count of three, boldly put your hand up in the air. One, two, three. If that's you, just raise it up, raise it up. I got you. I got you. Anybody else? I got you. That's awesome. I got you. I got you. That's great. That's awesome. You can put your hand down and just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I need you. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me? And will you do what I cannot do myself? Will you change me? And will you make me brand new? I surrender everything to you. I surrender my whole life to you. Tell him right there, just even right where you're at. Just say, I give you my life. I give you my life. And Jesus, today, I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive the fresh start that you paid for. And today, I choose to follow you. I thank you so much for dying for me, for taking on my sin, my punishment, so that I can live. We thank you so much. And it's through the mighty, powerful, awesome name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Church, can you clap your hands and celebrate? Come on, tell them how proud you are, the people that made that decision. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 